Hello everyone and uh, welcome back to another episode of Keely Talks, um, the podcast where I talk about whatever I want with whoever I can. Um, it's an absolutely fucking gorgeous day today. I know that this is a podcast and I haven't, I don't record my podcasts on video and put them on YouTube, which um, if I do a season two, I might do that. Um, I really like the idea of that, but at the minute I record on my phone, so I don't have anything to record video with. Um, but it's an absolutely gorgeous day. Today's the day that everything reopens in Northern Ireland. So everyone is going fucking buck daft, getting blocked, having a good time, going into Belfast. Um, the queue for Primark is absolutely wild, crazy and insane. Um, I actually really need to go to Primark because my knickers have holes in them. My socks have holes in them. Everything has a fucking hole in it, honey. Let me tell you that for free. I'll tell you that and I'll tell you no more. Um... I went to get my hair cut yesterday. I tried a new barber. If anybody that knows me knows that my hair kind of only, it will only sit one way. <laughs> and I only sit one haircut. Um, so he's cut it very short. So I'm absolutely jumping and jerking my nerves because I got it cut because I'm going to have drinks on Saturday and Sunday. So I wanted to look fly, hot, sexy, cool and dangerous. Um, I, I think I, I look, I, I'm nothing of the sort. I don't look like any of those things. I am not, I, I look terrible. Let me tell you that for free. Everyone said, oh no, you look good. You look, you said it, you said it. But I don't believe them because I, my life is, I'm surrounded by liars, liars and cheats. Anyway, um, the topic of today's podcast is things that I wish that I'd known slash done and kind of like what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given I this kind of came about for I was going to do a different topic um I was was talking to my friend Neve um and I was going to do a different topic and I was like I'm gonna I was going to do this topic which I think I am still going to do I'll not tell you what it is because I don't want to ruin it but I think I will still do it but it will it requires a bit more research and I'm I'm nervous that it's going to be like more okay, I've just researched this topic and now I'm telling you about it, whereas this is a bit more interactive, well, not interactive because there's nobody fucking here, it's just me. Um, th- this will be a bit more natural and flowy and a bit more, I think I'll have a bit more to say about this. So we were talking about it and she had said, oh, like, I think this would be a really good idea. And we were kind of talking about like things that we wish we'd known when we were 18 and things that we wish people had told us whenever we were like younger, like 18 and below kind of sort of thing. Um, and then like the best pieces of advice that we've ever been given. So I kind of, I, I was talking to her about it and then I was talking to like a few of my other friends about it. And so that like the, all the, all the advice and the things that they wish they had known, um, a lot of them are mine, but a lot, like a lot of them are also my friends that have kind of had, had input into it. So I just don't want, don't want everyone thinking, God, Keelan's been told a lot of, a lot of advice in his life or God, Keelan really hates his life. He thinks that he, he wished he'd known a lot more whenever he was younger, which is, I don't hate my life, but I wish I'd known a lot a lot more than I did whenever I was younger um but I just want to clear that up that they're not all mine a lot of them are mine but they're not 100% mine um so let's just jump straight into it um the first kind of little bit we're going to do is things that I wish I'd known or th- things that I wish that I'd done whenever I was younger like the the number one one like that I kind of wanted to that I wish that I'd known and that whenever I asked the question to my friends everybody said was they wish they'd been told kind of a, a variation of one of these three things they wish they'd they'd been told to save money or they wish that they had saved more money whenever I think back on the money that I used that I spent like how like I there was years and years and years where I worked and I had not a penny in savings and I had not a not a penny left like four or five days before payday and 
I had absolutely nothing to show for it. Like, where the fuck did all that money go? Like, where did my money go to? So they wish that they'd been taught to save money, been taught the value of money, or been taught that everything costs money. And, like, that third one in particular, kind of, I think it kind of links back to the saving money and the value of money because it wasn't until, like, I obviously moved into my own house in December there. And, like, on the in the run-up to getting the house and, like, now that I'm in the house and stuff, it, literally everything costs money. They They charge you to breathe. Like, whenever I was buying this house, they charged me there's a 250 pound a year fee for them to maintain like the area and I seen a builder out mowing the grass the wee bit of grass that's across from my like garden earlier and I was like thinking that better not be what I'm fucking paying 250 pound for or I'm gonna go out there and use that lawnmower to shave his back um so they charge you for that they charge me to turn on the gas and the water and I think they charge me to turn on the electric as well like they will they literally charge you for everything so I wish that somebody had told me to just save every fucking penny that I could because eventually you're going to want to do these things and you're going to want to buy a house and you're going to want to go on holidays and you're going to need clothes and you're going to have kids that cost fucking money and like if you want to do a master's degree it's going to cost you fucking seven grand like you need to save this money um because literally every fucking thing costs money like everything costs money. It's ridiculous. That actually leads it well into the next one where it was, it was like how important slash not important your degree choices. So I personally wish that I had known like GCSE and A-level choices. I wish that I'd known how much like just like I know they try to explain it to you whenever you're in school, but at 16 or at 14 or 15 or whatever the hell age are when you choose your GCSEs, like you, you really don't give a shit. You're more concerned with being in the same class as your friend. You're not, you're not thinking about, okay, I, I'm going to pick biology because I want to pick biology for A-level because I want to be a fucking neurobiologist or something. I want to do neurobiology at uni. Like, no, I was thinking, I'm going to do drama because I'm a fag and it's easy. <laughs> and then I'm also going to do history because I'm really fucking good at it. Um, no, I like, I wish that I had known kind of the severity of the choices that I was making, but it does lead on whenever I get more up like GCSE A-level degree sort of thing. Like GCSE is important, A-level is important. Your degree choice. Now, I don't mind saying I got an A-star and two Bs in my A-levels, which was lower. I was predicted an A-star and two A's. I obviously didn't get that. I got an A-star and two Bs because I just remember being like burnt out. But by the time exams came around, it was that I was done. Like I was, I was like, I don't even care about this anymore. I remember my last history exam. Now I had like over the course of the two years for the like modules that we had done, I'd only lost the total of like five marks or something. It was across like four exams. And this last exam, I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't care. I'm so tired of revising and tired of school and just tired in general. I don't want to do this. So I learned one question and I remember thinking, whenever I was walking into the exam, what have I done? Like, pure panic stations. Like, if you know me at all, you know that my, like, I need to prepare for everything. Like, even on work calls and stuff, I, I write myself, like, a script, basically, of what I'm going to say. Like, I need to know what I'm talking about. And I need to know what's happening when. Like, I need to know who's going to be there, what's happening when, what I'm going to be talking about, what, like, what are potential questions that people could ask me so I can have an answer ready sort of thing. Which is not how life works. You can't prepare for everything. Like, whenever you make a plan, God laughs. <laughs> Uh, but I remember walking into the exam and thinking oh my god what have I done I only learned one question or I learned whatever the like if there was two questions I learned two like potential questions and like if they didn't come up I, I was absolutely fucked I wouldn't have been able to write anything luckily they came up so it was fine and I got my A star but I remember just thinking like I don't give a fuck about this at all so I got an A star and two B's anyway whenever I was predicted an A star and two A's 
Um, and I ended up doing a degree. I applied for communication, advertising and marketing or CAM. If anybody that's listening has done it, they'll know it. Like I know my friend Amy did it and a couple of other people I know did it. Um, like I ended, I applied for that, didn't get in because it was three A's, but then, and I didn't get into my second choice either for some reason. I can't, I can't remember what the reason was. It, it was some, it was fucking English at, at Queens or something. I'm glad I didn't get into it because like, I don't know what I would have, I wouldn't have been any good at that first of all. And I don't know what I would have done with it. Um, but I ended up doing public relations. They, the kind of head of PR rang me and was like, hi, I seen that you applied for CAM and you didn't get in. Do you want to do PR? And I, at the time was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Because I didn't want to be left behind. I didn't, like, all my friends were going to uni. We'd already signed the lease for a house on University Avenue. Like, I didn't want to be left behind, you know, working in Costa, which I was at the time for a year while all my friends were away at uni. Which, this is one thing that I wish I'd known at 18, that that's totally fucking okay. Like, everyone's life is different. Like, I wish that I could go back in time and I would have redone my A-levels and actually picked a degree that I fucking wanted to do because not only do I don't give a fuck about public relations god help me I don't give a shit about it number two the degree didn't prepare you for public relations at all I remember going for a like an interview and them saying like well what is PR and I was like I don't fucking know and they were like well like part of this job is going to be writing press releases how many press releases did you write during your time at uni and I was like I think we did one we did one pretend press release for Hillary Clinton in like 2012 or 13 and like that, that's the only one that I remember. Somebody, if anyone on my course is listening, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the only one I remember doing in a PR degree. But I, and if I'd known at 18, kind of that like a year's nothing, like you could take a year out and go go next year and do a degree that you actually want to do, I would have done that. Instead of doing a degree that I didn't fucking want to do, that was of no use to me. I, I couldn't get a job afterwards. I had to go back and do a master's. Like, I, I did my degree, then I took a year out trying to get a job, and then I went back and did my master's degree. um, And then I got a job straight away, thankfully. But I wish that somebody had told me that, yes, your degree choice is important if you're going to be a solicitor, or if you're going to be a doctor, or if you're going to be a teacher, or if you're going to be, like, a nurse, or, you know, like, a vocation, something where you're, like, a pharmacist or a dentist, or you're, you're studying to be, like, an engineer, and at the end of your degree, you are an engineer. Whereas, like, I did a degree in PR, and I did a master's degree in marketing. And now I work, basically as like a market researcher so like not totally totally unrelated to my degree but but I would say 95% unrelated to my degree so while a degree in my eyes a degree is important because it shows that you can kind of commit to something and that you have the wherewithal to complete it and kind of you're you're not like I don't really know what I'm trying to say but it it's necessary to show that you have kind of the skills to do a job but I don't think I don't, I think a lot of the times, like, for example, my brother, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, but like, he got looked over for a job that he had already been doing, I think, and because he didn't have like some qualification that he needed, but he had like literally been doing the job for like four years or something. But because of some like technicality, he didn't get the job. And it was like, in what world does that make sense? Like he would have been perfect for the job. He would have been really good at it. He wasn't, and he didn't get up all because he didn't have this random piece of paper that like, I don't know about any of you, but I can tell you one fucking thing that I learned from my undergrad degree. My master's degree was actually really good and I did learn a lot and I retained quite a lot of it, but my undergraduate degree, I couldn't fucking tell you a single thing that I learned in that degree. But I'll look better on paper than somebody who didn't go to uni, even though they could have been working in marketing the whole time or working in PR, sorry, the whole time. 
and they actually know what it is but but i look better on paper because i have a, a little piece of paper and a picture of me in a fucking cap and gown like how does that make any sense so i wish that i'd known that your degree is important if you're going to be something new like vocational but if you're not if you don't like i didn't want to i don't want to didn't really want to work in pr so i shouldn't have done the degree i wish that i'd known that it was okay to just take a year out and fucking take a step back and look and see what the crack was yeah so if you're if you're at the age where you're you're about to go to uni and you're thinking i don't really want to do this degree don't fucking do it because you're only putting yourself in debt and you're going to end up doing what i did and have to go and do another degree basically um i would actually love if i had the money i would love to go back and do another full degree where i would be something you know like a pharmacist or some something like that not not specifically a pharmacist but you know what you know that kind of thing but yeah um and the next thing that I, I have here about things that I wish that I'd known and wish that I'd done, I kind of talked about it in a little bit in the last um, the last podcast episode. I wish that I'd been nicer to people at school. I wish that I'd been nicer to people whenever I was probably like 14 to 18. Um, I touched I touched briefly on it about the fact that I wasn't I wasn't overly nice to people because I was so insecure and, and so like on the offensive about being gay and about I didn't want anyone to know even though it was fucking glaringly obvious it was as subtle as a brick to the face but so I was always like on attack mode like people would like I would kind of tear you down before you got the chance to tear me down sort of thing and I still kind of struggle with that and, and like there's some people that I think about in my brain and like specific instances whenever I would have like been you know like unnecessarily rude to them or like unnecessarily cheeky or something and I think about it all the time and I'm like what like why would you do that like in hindsight you're like who the fuck do you think you are like who literally who do you think you are or who did who did you think you are or who do you think you were sorry like I just wish that I'd been nicer to people like I'm I'm really glad now that like I know the value of, of being nice I still obviously everybody can be a bit of a psycho and a bit of a dick sometimes so I'm not saying that I'm you know fucking all nice you know I see 20 fucking 24 hours a day but I'm I'm not like but I'm definitely much, much better than I was in school. I wish that I'd known, like, kind of the power of words and, like, the way that you treat people, like... Because I always think that it's so terrifying that there's a version of you... Every, there's a, the version of you in, is different in everybody's head. So, like my, like, my friends will have a version of me. Somebody that I met once at a house party is going to have a version of me in their head. And, like, they're all, they're all right, but they're also all wrong. Like, that person that I haven't spoken to since school and maybe the last time that we spoke, I was an asshole to them that's the version of them that of, that's the version of me that lives in their head and that's not correct because people grow like people grow and people change like that I've left school nine years yeah nine years it'll be 10 years next year like I'd like to think that I'm not the same person that left the school I would like to think that I've grown a lot and I'm a more mature person and more kind of considerate and nice and whatever blah 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 um but I was I, I wish that I'd known that like your words your words fucking hurt people you big puff. So be fucking nicer to people. Um, one one that Neve actually said, which I, I really liked and ha- and I had like, not really thought of before, was that n- like nobody knows what they're doing. Like, she wishes that, and I also wish, and I'm sure loads of people wish that they'd known when they were younger that if you're looking at somebody older or somebody else, just not even older, somebody else that looks like they have their shit together like they don't (laughs) like i promise you that they do not like nobody knows what they're doing like that saying fake it till you make it is real that's real like people are just like every like whenever i had my first job i didn't have a fucking clue what i was doing i i whenever i started my current job i didn't have a fucking clue what i was doing somehow i managed to pick it up pretty quickly and like i'm doing okay now but 
nobody knows what they're doing. Like, buying this house, I didn't have a fucking clue. Like, trying to navigate the the pandemic while working and buying a house and everything. Like, everyone's just kind of fumbling around in the dark. Like, nobody knows what they're doing. So if you look at someone and think, oh my God, look at them. They're up every day going to the gym and they have such a good job. And then they're going traveling and blah, blah, blah. You can be certain that there is an aspect of their life that they're totally not in control of. And they're they're just faking it as well like everyone is faking it i i don't there's nothing really more that i can say about that is but like don't beat yourself up like 18 year old me don't beat yourself up about the fact that all of your friends are going to do medical degrees or law degrees or they're doing teaching degrees or like midwifery degrees or whatever like they don't fucking know what they're doing any more than you do they're they're that's all a learning curve you're all learning together so don't beat yourself up oh as well this is another this is another one from Neve. um if somebody's cheeky to you in work it's not a personal attack like that person's just having a horrible day and they're taking it out on you which is obviously not okay but it's not like i that one i could have learned in whenever i worked in allen and overy i was a, a business development assistant and a, a pa in london rang me one day and was like pure screaming down the phone at me because of something that somebody else that i worked with had done and that person was off. So they were ringing me to shout at me about it. And I was like, hold on. Like, I didn't do this. Why are you ringing me? But it, uh, like, that was whenever I was fairly new. So I learned pretty quickly that like the, the people in London who aren't partners are at kind of the mercy of the partners out in the law firm. And clearly their partner had been on at them. So they were just having a really bad day and they'd probably just been shouted at and they were looking for somebody to blame. And it wasn't personal if like somebody else had picked up the phone they would have got the same treatment probably. And that, that I could have really used that, that. Like if I wish I'd known that, I would, then that was whenever I was like, what, 23, I think, 23, 24. Um, I'm 27 now. It, it, like if somebody's taking you in work, it's not a personal attack. Like that person's just having a bad day. It's not on you. Like you haven't really, you like nine times out of 10, if you were anyone else, the same scenario would be happening because people just, people are just taking taking their bad day out on you. Like, it's not a personal attack. Not not everybody hates you. That person in work doesn't hate you and want to see you die in a ditch. So shut the fuck up and calm down. But I still, to this day, I haven't actually gotten over that. <laughs> so that's a really bad piece of advice. That woman that rang me and shouted at me, I went to London and whenever I seen her, she didn't try to say hello to me, but I was pure giving her daggers because I was in talking to all the PAs whenever I was in London. Um, one of them I was like really friendly with from whenever I'd worked in litigation. And I was talking to her and the other one that shouted at me was, was there too. I don't even think she knew it was me. Like, I don't, I, th- I think that's how much it wasn't personal that she didn't even realise that I was the person that she had shouted at. But I was fucking giving her death and, and I wanted to be like, you're a cunt. <laughs> but I don't think that was very professionally work appropriate. <laughs> um, the next one is actually, it's one of mine. It's a personal favourite of mine. I, I didn't fucking coin it, like, but um, it was one of the ones that came into my head that um, social media isn't real. Social media is not real. Social media is people showing you what they want you to see. Now, I don't have a, a large following or whatever, but I have, like, I do get engagement on my stuff. And, like, if I post a question box or whatever, like, I do get responses. But I'll not pretend, I'll not sit here and pretend, like, I get thousands and thousands of responses. I'm not going to post a video and be like, oh, my God, guys. Oh, my God, you guys. Uh, please, I have to turn my DMs off because I get so many. Like, there's some people that do have fucking 50, 60, 70,000 followers and they do have to turn their, their inbox off because they're getting so many. Miss Thing, Kaylee T's not one of those people. <laughs> Trust them, believe it to be true. I only have like three and a half thousand followers and every day, every day I log on, honey, someone's unfollowed me. Um, but if I was to post something, I do get some response. But I always try to, 
I try to be honest and try to show you, like, if I'm having a bad day, like, there was a day there where, for some reason, like, it's obviously no secret if you follow me or you listen to me that I suffer quite badly from anxiety, from, like, kind of unjustified anxiety, I think. I just make myself anxious about things that do not matter. But there was one day I was sat in here and I just couldn't, like... I couldn't get rid of this anxious feeling and I was like shaking for some reason and I had got this book that my sister has and it's called five minutes in the morning and it's got all these different scenarios where you like write down like the first I think the first thing my book's upstairs or I would read from it um I think the first thing that you do is you write a love letter to yourself and the instructions are don't think about it just start writing and just keep writing until you can't write anymore so like you might write two lines you might write six pages I think I wrote like four or five lines because it's no secret I have quite low self-esteem and I do like I like loving myself quote-unquote is something that I try to work on um, and not be so hard on myself about everything so I do try to be honest with my social media and show that like not every day is a good day and I don't always like like I don't just post pictures when I look nice or I don't just post stories when I look nice and like I try to laugh at myself like I think the best thing that anybody can do is take the piss out of themselves and laugh at themselves and like nobody likes somebody that's too fucking serious all the time or that can't take a joke like self self-deprecating humor to me is so funny like if i if i make fun of myself it opens the door for me to also make fun of you and for you to make fun of me in like a light-hearted way and i just think that is the most there's two things that make me laugh self-deprecating humor and jokes that you really shouldn't be making you know like say like me and my friends, Neve, Amy and Dermot, we all laugh about things that we really shouldn't have, you know, like really deep-seated family issues that you shouldn't be laughing about. We all make jokes about them. Like, that's the kind of thing that I think is hilarious and I try to, like, show on my social media and stuff. Like, social media, it really is just what people want you to see. Like, nobody's going to show you... Like, those big famous bloggers, they're not going to show you whenever, like, say, a brand deal falls through or, like, say they've created the content for a brand or whatever and the brand doesn't like it like they're not going to post that and be like oh sorry i have to redo this they're just going to post when the whatever the version of it is that the brand likes and then you're going to think oh my god this person's got a brand deal with coca-cola and look at this cool like picture they've taken or look at this cool reel they've made or something like they're not going to show you maybe how fucking long it took them like whenever you see girls posting hauls on tiktok you like they're not going to show you the fucking 12 hours it took to film that tiktok or like whenever people do the makeup looks, they're not going to show you the 15 hours that it took to paint that. They're just going to show you the before and after because that's the good part. Like people, sh- people, you see what people want you to see. And that goes, like I try to do it on my social media, but there's definitely days where like I'll post a picture if I think I look good or if there's a picture. Sometimes like if I get new clothes, I'll just take pictures in them that day. I'll just get changed and take pictures in them, all the clothes that day. So then if there's a day that I want to post a picture, like I don't feel like I need to post a picture because I don't have that many followers. Or there's no content for you to keep up with or there's no one to keep up with content rather. So sometimes I'll just take pictures and be like, oh, if I want to post an Instagram picture someday and I'm maybe not feeling the most attractive or I don't feel like I look good or I'm having a fat day or like my face is puffy or I've got a shite haircut. Um... I'll I'll just post one of these pictures that I took on a day where I did feel good. And that's that's an example of you seeing what I want you to see. Like an example of you seeing only what I want you to see, only me when I was on a good day, and I'm going to pretend that that's today when it actually wasn't. So I wish that I'd known when I was younger, whenever social media first started, like don't believe everything you see on social media, Instagram especially. Don't believe everything you see on Instagram because people are only posting like what they what they want you to see. They'll post that new car, but they're not going to post the fucking six extra shifts they have to pick up every month now to get to pay it. Do you know what I mean? But that's just me, honey. Miss Honey, Miss Thing, Miss Mama, Miss Tyra. Um, I also think as well, I'm just conscious of time. I'm going to go through, I haven't even got to the advice yet. Jake or Joe, we're stuck on things I wish I'd known. 
Um, this this is a big one I like because it's from Neve told me about it, but it's actually one of our friend Dermot's. Um, I I knew that he'd said it, but I didn't remember until she told me about it. Now the 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 thing that I wish that I'd known is like no one no one actually cares about you, <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Nobody cares about you, and no one's gonna remember like if you do something embarrassing. So I want you to take a second and try and remember one embarrassing thing that someone else has done. So like, just take a second, try and think of one embarrassing thing that somebody else has done, not something you've done. Think of an embarrassing thing that somebody else has done. The chances are you're not going to be able to. Chances are you can't. So why would anybody remember any of the embarrassing stuff that you've done? Like, you know, that day in Upper Sixth when you tripped down the stairs, uh, Ellen. <laughs> I actually do remember that because I kind of pushed her. Um, try and remember, try and like, try and remember something embarrassing someone else has done. You can't, so why would anybody remember any of the tiny embarrassing things that you've done? Unless it's something really massive, like you fell on stage at prize giving or something in front of like the whole school and everybody's obviously going to remember that. But like, you know, we tiny things where maybe you accidentally farted on some, in front of somebody. Or something like no one's gonna remember that. So like what like it's only and then Dermot comes in where because Dermot always says it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. Like the controls in your hands, like it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed by it. So if you're not like if you don't allow yourself to be embarrassed, then it's not embarrassing. And if somebody keeps trying to embarrass you because of it, then that makes them look like a fucking dickhead. Because why are you trying to embarrass me whenever I've already told you that I'm not embarrassed? You just look like an asshole trying to tear somebody else down, which is exactly what you would be. All right, that leads nicely into the next one. That um, I this is a personal one that I believe. Um, I feel like this one's kind of up for debate. Things that I wish that I'd known is that offense is taken, not given. Somebody else, yes, words can hurt, and that that harks back to me wishing that I'd been nicer to people in school. So the flip side of the coin is that if you're if somebody's being horrible to you or someone is like trying to offend you or be like say somebody was to call me a faggot and apologies if anybody is kind of offended by my language or whatever I, I know that sometimes people don't like actually hearing those words because it is a slur um but I, I feel like I can say it okay because I am one um I like I, I've rec- we've reclaimed the words um somebody calls me a faggot I'd say yes and what about it I'd say yes, and what about it? I said, what's your point? Because if somebody calls you a faggot, they're trying to offend you. But if I take the offense out of the word and say, yeah, you know what, I am a faggot, and what about it? What's your point? Chances are they're not going to have anything else to say because they're expecting you to just explode. They're expecting you to just be like, oh my God, what did you call me? But like, oh my God, how dare you? Like, you blah, 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 and they expect you to explode. But if you just turn around and say, yeah, I am, and what about it? My friend Ryan, also, we always like threw the word fat around, like, we always said that fat was a state of mind, not a, not a body, like not the state of your body. Um, because he told me that he always called me fat because he knew that I was sensitive about my weight. So he called me fat in jest and made joke about me being fat, like jokes about me being fat. So that if anybody, if I, ever, if I was ever arguing with anybody and anybody tried to use fat as an insult, that I would be so desensitized to it that it wouldn't offend me. And it worked. Like, I feel, I do fully think, within reason, like, obviously, if, if someone calls somebody a racial slur or whatever, they're trying to degrade them and trying to be derogatory to them, and then they're trying to be inoffensive, like, but the the, the F word in, in particular, if somebody was to call me that, my response would be, yes, and what about it? Because what's your fucking point? Also, I'm, like, six foot. If you want to go outside, we can rumble. I can strap these tits down and get to windmilling. So don't fucking try it, okay? Um... 
It's the same with fat. If somebody calls you fat and you, and I don't know, maybe you are fat. You could say, uh, yeah, and what about it? Because then their argument's invalid. Because what are they, what are they, they expect you to cry or they expect you to react a certain way. And if you say, I, yeah, I am that thing that you're calling me. What's your point? Then they look like a fucking idiot. Because they are a fucking idiot. Because who would go around trying to insult somebody like that? Or, or using language like that? Trying to be derogatory or trying to be a fucking a-hole? Because that's exactly what you are. Um, uh, I'm just very conscious of time. I try to keep my episodes like between 30 and 40 minutes. So I suppose I've got a little bit of time left. Um, the last one I'll do in things, things that I wish that I'd known. Um, I've got two left. I'll, I'll read one of them and then I'll talk about one of them. Um, one that I'll read is people who agree with you all the time aren't helping you. Don't surround yourself with yes people. A real friend will call you out on your shit. So I've got really, really great friends, I feel, because whenever I am being like a dickhead or I am being like really annoying or I am being like, you know, maybe I've said something that's maybe not maybe not all right. My friends aren't just going to be like, oh, yeah, well, that's just him. They're going to be like, absolutely not. I'm going to check you. So brace yourself. And that's the kind of people that you want around you, because if you surround yourself with yes people, you're not going to grow as a person. You're going to stay stagnant and you're going to think that you're perfect when you're not because no one is. So like if you if you say something or do something and you're behaving in a certain way or like say somebody's like tried to dump you or someone's dumping you or whatever and then they want you back and you're like oh should I go should I go like I'm gonna go I think I'll go but this person's not good for you and your friends are like yeah yeah if that's what you want to go do it then you're gonna go, you're gonna be stuck in that cycle whereas if you have a friend that says look no this person treated you fucking horrendously you were so unhappy the whole time like all you did was fight all like blah 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 like you're you're probably gonna have a better experience. Yes, it'll be hard to to go away and leave that person, but if you have a friend there to tell to make you fucking see sense and to tell you that you're not always right, you want that person around because that's how you that's how you grow and that's how you learn. And um, the next one then is there's no shame in changing your opinion after learning and growing. There's no shame in admitting that you were wrong. Um, I think that's a big one because people have a lot of opinions. Like it 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 goes back to the last episode I was talking about. Um people who were maybe like slightly homophobic before but it wasn't a hate thing it was a lack of exposure thing and they really they had like like they had um preconceived like misconceptions about what it is to be a gay person or what gay people are like and then once they actually met a gay person and realized that they're not like xyz that they had maybe seen in the media or that they'd been told by other people or whatever i i think like well that's actually a bit of a muddy example i think because you can't really have an opinion on like human rights but (laughs) but like if say they th- they think that all gay people are really flamboyant or something or that they're all really like loud and then they meet somebody who's not they'll realize like oh my opinion on that was wrong i've been presented with new information and now my opinion has changed that's maybe not the best example but we're going to move on from that we'll move into the, the advice section kind of best advice that like me and like my friends and people in my circle had heard and um, i'm going to start with the best piece of advice i personally have ever received um, it won't apply to everybody it, it will apply to a lot of people I imagine it won't apply to everybody my dad said this to me because me and my dad are very similar my mum tells me that me and my dad argue, we, we bicker all the time like not seriously arguing but like bickering because we're so similar um, my mum always told me that my dad doesn't tolerate a fool and neither do I and what I mean by that is have you ever met somebody where they're just there's no other way to describe them Just they're just a fool like they're just they're trying to show off their everything they do is for attention. They're telling, you know, like unnecessary lies, like these these mad stories that they like their fucking cousins, aunties, a, a dancer for Beyonce or something, you know, like things that are just not true. And like, I remember there was someone in our primary school class told us that their granny was the queen. 
And we were like 10 at the time, but we were like, if your granny was the queen, why the fuck are you here? You wouldn't be on this bus with us. Like, don't talk shit. Um, and they were like, no, 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 she is, she is, she is. I go to Buckingham Palace all the time and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you, like you're an idiot. Like, you are an idiot. And, like, you encounter those people all throughout your lives. And the the best piece of advice I got from my dad was that you, you don't always have to call people out. Yes, you, yes, don't tolerate a fool, obviously. But you don't have to call people out. Like, if somebody's getting on, like, a dickhead or somebody's getting on, like, an asshole or they're embarrassing themselves or you know that they're lying, you don't always have to tell them that you know that they're lying. You don't always have to call them out in front of everybody. You don't always have to tell them that they're being a dickhead. You can just internally roll your eyes and distance yourself from them. And um, my dad told me that whenever he kind of first moved to where we live, he didn't, he hadn't learned that yet. And a lot of people didn't like him because there's a lot of bullshitters around, obviously. And he would be like, you're bullshitting. I know that you're bullshitting. And like, you, you don't, obviously you don't want to surround yourself with, with bullshitters, but you don't want to be constantly calling people out because then people are going to think, oh, here comes fucking Mr. Know-it-all sort of thing. So that's the best piece of advice that I've got that you don't always have to call people out. There doesn't always need to be a confrontation. Like sometimes you can just let it go. And... I've tried to do that. It goes into the next one. The next one that I... This is a kind of a bit of advice and also what I, something I wish I'd known when I was like at school or 18 or younger. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. If somebody tells you something and tells you not to tell anyone, don't fucking tell anyone. There's not really any more to be said about that. If somebody tells you a secret and says, oh, but please don't tell anybody, don't fucking tell anyone. 14-year-old Kaylin, okay? Don't fucking tell anyone. Um... This is another one from Neve Malloy, a very wise old owl. Um, she says that she tries to live by one that says, are you going to be crying about something in a year? If something's really if something's really kind of getting you down and you're really anxious and kind of crying about it, her Auntie Anne always said to her, are you going to be crying about this in a year's time? And you have to kind of sit and deconstruct it and said, are you, like, are you going to be crying about this in a year's time? Is this going to matter in six weeks? Is this going to matter in six months? Is this going to matter in a year? If not fucking wise up fucking stop crying about it get over it are you gonna be crying about it in a year is it gonna matter in six weeks is it gonna matter in six months if the answer is no let it go move on um hold on i go down my list if you were this one's from alice if you worry too much about something then you go through it twice i feel that deep 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 in the deep recesses of my vagina i feel that in my bones because all i do all day every day is worry about everything like I was talking to um one of my friends earlier and I was talking about how if I don't get a good night's sleep some night I like get anxious the next night when I'm going to bed thinking oh my god I need to go to sleep because I didn't sleep properly last night if you don't sleep properly tonight that'll be two nights in a row that you didn't go to sleep like are you fucking serious absolutely wise up and mind your neck in you stupid silly little poof um but that that's good for for my job I have to present like I have to do presentations a lot so I like I'm not the best. I like sorry. I am a very good public speaker, but I don't enjoy it, and my nerves get the better of me a lot of the times. So I think like this is a good one for me. If you worry about something too much, you go through it twice. So like it, that couples in nicely with the next one. That's like an amalgamation of what my mom always said was like, "Don't run up the road to meet trouble," and then Sinead and Martha always say, "Don't meet trouble halfway." So like, don't imagine scenarios. Like, it's kind of like expect the worst hope for the best sort of thing but like whenever I was like buying this house or whatever I was always like oh but what if this happens and what if this happens and what if this happens and what if I don't get this and what if they don't get approved for my mortgage and what if blah 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 and my mum was like don't run up the road to make trouble I was like why are you worrying about things that haven't happened and could potentially never happen and she was right because all the stuff that I was worried about never happened it never happened honey um 
I'm going to go quickly through the last three. This one is a big one that I really, really believe in. Actually, the last three all are, um, what's for you won't go by you. Now, there was a time in my life where I was going on job interview after job interview after job interview, and there was a job with Coke that I really, really wanted. Um, it was like a graduate program with Coca-Cola, and I, I got, you had to do like a phone interview, then you had to do a group interview. No, you had to do a phone interview, then I think you did a video interview, then you did a group interview, then you did like a final stage interview, which was like a presentation and a, like a normal interview. And I got to the very final stage and fucked it up. And I remember being like heartbroken by it. But then because I didn't do that job, I went and did my degree. And then I got my job in Allen and Overy where I met so many good friends. And then I got my ne- my job that I'm in now, which is like way more money and like a not a better, well, like a better job, like career prospect wise. And like all that wouldn't have happened. Like I, if I'd got that job in Coke, God knows, like I wouldn't have, like at that age, I was what, 23, 24. I wasn't ready for an office job. I didn't have the confidence that I do now. I didn't have the wherewithal that I do now. I, I would like, that would have been a disaster for me. And I think I would have hated it. But at the time it seemed like the world was ending. Um, so what's for you won't go past you. And I really do believe that. Um, I'm going to squish two together. Um, no is a full sentence. And no response is also a response. The, this is no is a full sentence is, is in that's from Elizabeth Olsen I think said that in an interview and it told me about it um, no is a full sentence is in like if somebody asks you to do something and you say no and they're like well why you don't need, you don't owe them an explanation for the most part no is a full sentence if someone says do you want to do this or can I do this to you or with you or whatever and you say no you don't need to be like no and here's why you've said no then that's all they need to know about it no response is a response I feel like is good. If you, if somebody that you like, I, I wish I'd known this when I was like 21, 22. If there's somebody that you're seeing and they all of a sudden stop texting you, let it go. Don't text them again. Don't ring them. Don't go to speak to them on a night out unless they come to talk to you. Don't follow them on, don't like create their Instagram stories or Snapchat stories. Don't post a story in the hope that they'll see it and reply to it. No response is a response. If that person wanted to talk to you, if that person wanted to be with you, if that person wanted anything to do with you, they would be, they would be with you. So no response is a response. It's hard and it's a tough pill to swallow, but let it go. Like no response is a response. And then finally, this one I really, really, really like, and I've saved the best for last. I think this is from Pierce, my friend. Um, he said, observe, not absorb. Now, that's probably one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard. Observe, not absorb. It means you can empathize with people's problems and you can observe their problems and you can give them advice and you can let you know, like, say he's training to be a doctor, so say at work he has a really difficult like patient and they pass away or something and he can absor- he can observe that, but don't absorb it. Don't take other people's problems on board with you along with your own problems. You can observe and help and empathize and do whatever, but it's the kind of thing, you know, where leave work at work, leave their problems with them. Don't absorb other people's problems and don't weigh yourself down with things that don't really concern you and don't weigh yourself down with other people's issues and other people's, like, other people's baggage or other people's luggage because everybody has enough to deal with on their own plate. You can't take on other people's problems. The only people's problems that you can solve are your own. So I really like that. 
And I feel like that's a perfect place to end this extra long episode of Keely Talks. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Now that was an episode where usually I usually I try to plan my episodes out. Um, and well, usually I say as this is the fourth episode. Um, I try to do a bit, a bit of planning and I usually have notes. I do have some notes in front of me here. I wrote them down just because there was too many to remember off the top of my head. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. And if there's anything that you wish that you'd known or any pieces of advice that you have that you think are like really, really great, I would love to hear them. So you can DM me on my personal Instagram, which is at Keely T, or you can DM me on the podcast Instagram, which is at Keely Talks, um, and let me know them. I would, I will definitely share them on my story. I would love to hear them. I really enjoyed recording this podcast because I love to talk about this sort of shit. So I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please stream it, share it, subscribe to it, download it. And just let me know what you thought. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else there, but I don't have anything to say. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.